Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, live from the Broken Barrel, 2548 North Southport in Chicago, it's time for the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show. I drank a beer. I drank another beer. Starring Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. I am extremely disappointed I did not get any input on the music for the intro right there. I felt a little like... Right here? You got your mic on? I can't hear you. You can't hear me? I got you. Uh, We are here at Broken Barrel Bar. I can hear you right here because you're in front of me. Oh, but you can't hear me through your headphones right now. Not right now, but I got you. We're working he on it. You can't hear, man. That's all right. I'm here. False start here to the show. Look at that. False us. start. Like, oh, turn it up. That's why you have engineers you on it? set. No, I got you. One, two, Sound three. Sound as beautiful as How ever. How about this, man? This is like, I feel like it's weird seeing people. It is. Like, fully staffed. I know. Like, you and me, we've got an engineer, we've got all these promotions people, and then I see we've got some stalkers in the back right hand. <laughs> There's some, the bar right some, now. some creepy guys with hats on in the, in the corner. Yeah. Look like we might know. Oh, little, little oh they're staring at us. Yeah. Yeah. They're Shane, staring at us. Shane and Tanny are here. Uh, yeah. If you guys aren't doing anything, man, you're riding around the city, you want to come hang out. Again, we are at uh, the Broken Barrel Bar, 2548 North Southport over in Lincoln Park. We got the banners out in front. We'll be here till 10 o'clock while all the NBA games are going on. Uh, we'll be doing a little bit of hockey on the side here, some college football. So you have a chance to, to drink some Miller Lite and hang out with us. Are you, because you, you're the veteran here when it comes to these top draft remotes, right? I'd say so. I'm also a veteran and semi-retired from Southport, too. I mean, in terms of the <laughs> Southport scene. You have some bad memories over no, here? actually good memories. I just don't know if I would still fit in to those of or course. be able to keep up like there's rich there's rich did. white guys trying to pick up young women all the time so yeah. you, you, fit, you fit right in there you know into that space i'm Mark just Brody. saying like i try to be a little bit more responsible okay. in my life but I, man i love this area of southport yeah. that we're on right now there's, there's some bars other, on bars oh there's so so many cool like the classic neighborhood bars. I, I live downtown now, so I don't get this as Did much. you, have you been to Crazy Bird, the wing spot? Oh, right absolutely. Oh, man, it's Bird's like Nest, right? Oh, Bird's Nest, my Crazy bad. Bird. Dude, clearly I don't come over here to, to Lincoln Park, even though I went, my, my elementary school is over here, though. I okay. went to Lincoln Elementary. That's right. Right over there on yeah. uh, Fullerton and Halstead. Uh-huh. So, again, we got a lot of stuff going on. Make sure you guys come hang out. Uh, this is the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. It's Miller time, all the way till 10 o'clock. 
But you know what? We're going to go ahead and do what we always do at the top of the show, and that is the trifecta. Tyler, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Three, that's the magic number. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Rose trying to get open. Fires away. It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! All right, Matt Eberflus and a couple of his Bears players were present at Hallis Hall today in Lake Forest in what has been a weird week. They keep calling it the mini-buy. It's just, well, I just consider it something that gets me completely <laughs> out of whack with the days because tomorrow is like what a Wednesday would be. Or no, wait, tomorrow they're off, which is just bizarre. Plus be Tuesday off, and right? Then back, or Monday they, off. Usually they're off on Tuesday, they're off Monday, Wednesday, and then get back to it in earnest on Thursday. But the Flus was there today, the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, and he had talked before the mini-buy about how or at the end of it, I should say, how they were going to evaluate everything, every single player, three good things, three bad things. Let's get into the evaluations. Now, they weren't going to give us all of that, but I was curious to hear what Matt Eberflus has to say about Justin Fields and making him better, and what are the things that are on your mind, Matt, that he has to get better at. It's his footwork and the timing. We think he's doing a good job of that. Did a few different things last time uh, in the last game. I think that helped, that helped him. So we're just looking forward to doing some more of that. Did you find a lot in your evaluation of him? Did you find a lot of issues around him in which you guys, either through coaching or, or personnel, are not helping him enough? Yeah, I mean, you always got to look at you know each play you know, and say, okay, was that a function of, what was that a function of? The execution was good because of this, or the execution broke down because of that. I think you always have to look at that on all sides of the ball. Yeah, to go back to holding the ball too long, how does that, or getting the ball quicker, how does that apply directly to, to Justin? Is he holding the ball too long in certain situations? Have you seen a lot of that over the first six games? Yeah, I mean, and again, that's that's probably, you'd have to pick out the plays, and we have to go through the plays on that, but... Uh, you know, getting the ball out of your hands fast puts pressure on the defense. It does. You know, when you're, you know, for example, when they pressure and you get the ball out of your hands to a hot answer or, or a looky or whatever that might be, and you and you hit him in stride and get the, the, the runner running in a positive uh, you know, way, that's always hard on the defense. Same old, same old for Justin Fields. Yeah, do, do you feel like Iberflus is high on Justin Fields? No, 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 no. Come on, fields. stay here. Stay here with me. Stay here with me. Stay here with me. I know we're out in the streets of Chicago. Stay the boss, here with me. man. Is he high? Is he high on Justin Fields? I can't tell. I well, can... that's why I bring it up because I'm yeah. listening to that clip and I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't sound like a head coach. Like, you think about Justin Herbert on the Monday Night Football game. After they won, he hugged his head coach. That didn't sound like a coach that was ready to hug his quarterback. They're not After ready victory. for a public display of affection. <laughs> PDA, you know what I mean? Not the, the PDA. Yeah. No, but for real, like I, the, they, it has driven me crazy since the beginning of their regime. Since day one, there hasn't been this overzealous, you know, hyperbole coming out of the Bears when it comes to yeah. Justin Fields. They never have. So that continues. The, the thing that grabbed me from what Matt Eberflus just said there, though, was it's the same old stuff that we've been hearing in terms of the critiques, whether they like him or not, or maybe it's just the stock answer that we can... When he says the footwork, 
the footwork. He's been talking. Can we fix talking. that? Right. Then we put a different foot forward. Camp. Didn't we do that already? We did all exactly. My point. And so, the follow up is 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 the footwork getting better? And of course, the answer would be yes. There's always progress. We're never going to get the straight answer right. on that. But it, it is is it getting to a point where? Okay, we're you know a year and not even a half into his tenure. What, sixteen stars, seventeen, 17 starts, starts, yeah, something like that. To where you start to think, are some of these is the footwork fixable? Is is it something that is just you have to deal with flaws with quarterbacks? Is that a fixable thing? Well, I'm sure they're looking at it and saying to themselves, Mark, he's not getting the ball out quick enough. He's not making that first read and making that definitive decision early. Yes. So so then therefore you have to say, well, what is the reason for that? Is it because of the footwork, right? There, there has to be something that they have to point to as to why he's not getting it out. At least that's the assumption that I have when looking at that. But damn, I mean, how hard can it I mean, listen, salsa is difficult, but if you teach me the steps, I know what to do. You know, if I could teach you salsa in a week, I should yeah. be able to, t- yeah, I should be able to teach, you know, Justin Fields how to drop back with a three-step drop. And sometimes maybe we oversimplify because at least I have, you know, never played the game, you know, right. really in an organized way. Played backyard tackle football sure. is about the extent of my my football resume but you know it just you just start to wonder with justin fields where exactly he is in that arc. because with a lot of quarterbacks so you allow for something to be like like jay cutler right they allowed his form to be all out of whack it got to a point where like all right it's jay cutler he's got an arm that's what he does it's a cannon and he doesn't care about how he gets the ball out of his hands or what position he's mechanics doesn't care about mechanics. Sure. you let it go maybe some things you got to let go with justin Fields. all right it's gabe ramirez mark grody here at the top draft show at broken barrel bar broadcasting live till 10 o'clock we are in the middle of the trifecta the top three stories Coming out of Hallis Hall, let's go ahead and throw it to number two. Finally, we come to my number two man. His name, number two. Jalen Johnson has been outspoken recently as it pertains to the idea that the Bears are getting close. (laughs) Same thing that Justin Fields had uttered after the Washington game. I'm sick of hearing that we are getting close. Johnson happened to say it right here on 670, the score on the Parkinson Spiegel show. So where was Jalen Johnson with everything today? He was calling for action and not buying mental fatigue either. I mean, hopefully there's no fatigue when we're losing. I I feel like everybody should have, if anything, more energy to stop to stop the bleeding um and i feel like that's kind of like where we're at right now um just trying to trying to stop the bleeding trying to figure it out and i mean of course we've all heard it we're moving in the right direction but we had to find a way to really stop the bleeding um and i feel like that just starts with each individual person um so i mean i feel like there there shouldn't be a shortage a shortage of energy um i feel like if anything we need to have more energy we need to find a way to to spark this team spark um, just find a way to win. I feel like at the end of the day, that's what it's about right now. Girl, yeah, I'm listening to Jalen Johnson, usually a jovial guy, usually someone that is always sounds like he has a smile on his face. I hear him talking right there, and it, it makes me wonder, at what point will, will the Chicago Bears team lose a little bit of the fire they have from the new regime, and, and when will it turn? Because it's, it's a matter of time. These are grown men that are used to winning, that are used to playing hard. They've built into this philosophy of, of Matt Eberflus, the hits principles, but that can only take you so far. 
if you're two and eight, you're not going to get the same out of the guys as you would at the beginning of the season. Honeymoons end early yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, the new coach booster, the the new the stimulant, whatever you want to call it. I, th- I think the message will stay pretty clear for this entire season with Matt Eberflus unless something goes really poorly. But I do like what is I call what's going on a healthy pushback by some of these Bears players because wait wait pushback where though? pushback from the players from Jalen Johnson but pushing, pushing back, back against the coaches okay the coaches who are saying we're close we're getting there I see what you're we're saying. making progress and so there's this there's this yeah okay I don't there's nobody saying we don't like Matt Eberflus's message and we don't like what's going on but. They are pushing back at the idea that, you know, getting close is a message that is tolerable. To to at least two of the Bears players, it is not tolerable to hear that you're getting close. They hate hearing that, and so they've made that perfectly clear. All right, well, so so you're you're in the locker room. You're you're on the sidelines. What do you think the narrative should be if it's not we're close? I didn't say I had a problem with we're close. To me, it's about, and it's always been about, the development this year. I'm not, I am, of course, going to be earnest in previewing the Bears and during the Bears games and after the Bears games in terms of what happened in a game and the score and who won and who lost and who played well and all of that kind of stuff. But the season is about Justin Fields. It's about Kyler Gordon. It's about Braxton Jones. It's about Larry Borum. I mean, you, you, you name the guy that you want to see developing, and it's, it's there. So to me, I, it's not about can they get close. It's about who's going to be good yeah. by the end of this season. What players are you going to look at? Jaquan Brisker. Are you going to look at and say, yeah, that's part of what I'm digging. Kyler Gordon getting better. Exactly. Offensive line playing better. I totally understand that. Yeah. So maybe the maybe the coaching staff could do a little bit better job of, of praising those that are doing well instead of, you know, kind of just saying everybody's close. Yeah. Is that, the, is that just because at. we want it, though? Because sometimes I think it's like no, I'm being no, no. selfish. No, because we, listen, we all have jobs. And yeah. we all know what it's like when your boss is blowing smoke up your A. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to say yourself, at some point, you need a dose of reality. Yeah. Because it becomes wallpaper at, at some point, And you're like, they're just lying. This isn't, this isn't real. We, we see the product on the field. We know we are. But, again, we're not there yet because the Bears are just 2-4. and four. Still a long way to go. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here at Broken Barrel Bar. Top draft show. Uh, it's Miller time here all the way to 10 o'clock. Uh, but we are inside of the trifecta. I mean, that means we got one more. Let's hit number one. Let's go. He was number one. Well, he's able to do, uh, you know, what he's done over the course of the, of the length of his career. You know, he's take away a guy's strength and make him play left-handed. That's that's his whole motto um, of what he, he's been able to do. And we've seen it, you know, in the Super Bowls and, and seen him in playoff games do it. And even when he was D coordinator at the Giants, you know, you saw him do it there. So, um it's it's uh, been a stellar career, and he's been able to do that over the long haul. Play New England. It's an interesting challenge for you because, as a defensive aficionado, I'm sure you're familiar with Belichick, but you haven't actually prepared to face him until now. How much of a factor is it, or how much of a challenge is the unpredictability that he brings, where he might show you something that you didn't see on? Yeah, um, you know, like I said, you got to prepare. You know, for the different packages that they might bring on offense, and certainly on defense, they have a lot of personnel that they bring at you, and they put a lot of different guys on the field at, at certain times. They got a lot of different packages, so um, you just have to be ready for 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 everything. And uh, 
you know, obviously he's done a nice job of that over the years. If you couldn't figure out the context from the content, that was the questions were being asked about <laughs> Bill Belichick. Okay. Yeah, so that was that was the setup because here here you are with all that is really left of the the New England Patriots is Bill Belichick. From everything that was, he's the last man. That's what's standing. left over right now. Right, he's it. So we're not talking about stars and Tom Brady. All we're talking about is Belichick, and everybody has that great fear that because Bill Belichick is at his best, a terrific defensive coordinator. That Justin Fields isn't going to make it out of the game? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, they have yes. two guys with over five sacks on the season, Judon, and I feel like when you're looking at that squad, you know what they want to do. They want to you know, the battle in the trenches. They want to keep the game tight. The defense is playing really well. And yeah, Belichick is, I mean, he didn't even go to Robert Kraft's wedding because he wanted to, you know, game plan for the Cleveland Browns. So what do you think he's doing for the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields with a mobile quarterback? Well, just from from the cut, what I am trying to, to figure out is, yes, the Justin Fields question is, is great. But also, what is Belichick thinking about wanting to take away from the Bears? Because as he said, he wants to right. make teams play left-handed. I love that. Yeah analogy well so you look, what 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 is going to be his secret sauce that's an interesting question is right? it the running game it's got to be the running game. Yeah, I guess well, we saw we saw all... the commanders what they did they yeah. stopped to run up the middle they tried to make the bears get to the outside so if he's probably playing chess two steps ahead it's like we're going to make it look like we're covering up the middle but we're going to stop you on the outside as well yeah and then back to your original question bring the noise against justin yeah. fields right like you bring in guys so and you're and, and He's going to get creative too with, you know, bringing like some safety looks and cornerbacks or let loose a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like that, he's going to have fun game planning for the Bears. Well, listen, I listen. fear. Well, hopefully, he's not the only one having fun on Monday night when the Bears take on the Patriots in Foxborough. Uh, you can listen to that right there on uh, WBBM AM, our sister station. And that's it, man. That's your trifecta for the day. Let's go, Tyler. Again, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, broadcasting live from Black Barrel Bar here in Lincoln Park, 2548 Southport. We're going to be here until 10 o'clock. It is the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. It's Miller time all the way till 10 o'clock. It's it's interesting because we're going to get into that conversation more about the Patriots and what they're going to take away and how the Bears could potentially win that game. And it might. And obviously, for Bears fans, we know what we do, what the Bears do best is run the ball. And when you were listening to Coach Ibraflus over these last couple of days, and as you were mentioning, they've been reevaluating the team and seeing what works well and, and how they can be better. One particular group that they want to focus on is that running back group. And Coach Ibraflus said they are going to go with the hot hand. And when we come back on the other side, Mark Grody and myself, we're going to discuss who of the two running backs is hotter at the moment. Uh, is it David Montgomery or is it Khalil Herbert? We'll discuss on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody at the top draft show. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we're back with more of the scores miller light top draft show with gabe ramirez and mark grody live from the broken barrel 2548 north southport in chicago brought to you by miller light it's miller time and the Miller Lights will be flowing all the way till 10 o'clock. That's when we get up out of here. In the meantime, between time, Bears, Bulls, Grody. <laughs> Bears. Bears. Um, Grody, you heard Coach Eberflus talk about reevaluating the team during this mini-buy, which I understand mini-buy. Even, even for us, the, uh, us regular fans, we get to do things around the house, you know? You know yeah, how many pictures suck? You know how many picture frames were put up? Oh, see, that's not what you want on to be Sunday? doing. On Sunday, no, be no, doing no, that. no. You do, ladies and gentlemen that are out there listening. You, do, this is the time you do want to get stuff. It's like you need to put in work on those Sundays so that that way you have you get no slack. I see what you're saying. The other Sundays, okay, you know I understand. What I mean? Okay, so you you like it from a practical standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too many people, many of whom we work with, okay. that just love not having to watch the Bears on Sunday because they can watch other games yeah. and just enjoy life. I'm like, there is to me, there's no advantage to a Sunday without a Bears game. Oh. I like the primetime games. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I don't like Thursday Fair night enough. football and Monday night football. I just see no advantage to the Sunday after I've already allowed the Bears to play. Or if you got to wait till the Monday, that's it's because you, it's because you get to do things. You get to go see your uh, grandma. Oh, no, but you that's get to very go practical. See, you know, you got to, 
run some errands. Your answer is acceptable. <laughs> the other answers of, like, if they were doing stuff like that, then I would yeah. understand, but it seems like most people, and, and fans, too, not just, I don't sure. want to just call out everybody at the score. I mean, fans, too, are saying the same thing when I tweeted something to the effect of, I don't like Sundays without the Bears. A lot of fans say, oh, no, we needed the break. We're six games in to this team and this league that you crave, and everybody needed already yeah, yeah. that's because like of the it. way the season started no, I don't like it. Uh, but you know what there's still a lot of season left to go and it's going to be interesting seeing coach Eberflus really make his decision from for, for between the two running backs which he said he's going to be evaluating the two of them and going with the hot hand we've seen over the last couple of weeks start with David Montgomery get a couple of series in and then he brings in Cooler Herbert to be that change of pace back how serious do you think coach Eberflus is when he talks about you know, giving it to the hot hand. I mean, how can he evaluate you know, that? To, if- a, to a large degree, it actually, to me, feels like they already have been doing that. That they have, they've done a, whatever they're doing, however they've distributed the football, and some of it is, you know, due to injury, with, especially with Herbert getting right. more of, of the care. Whatever they've done, somehow they've managed to bring out the best in both running backs. Both of these guys have multiple explosive plays this year coming off the what was it 63 yards for herbert against washington on that one run yeah yeah yeah. and which he was pissed about getting caught behind (laughs) it he was talking about that today (laughs) up at hallis as a matter of fact but whatever they have done and i haven't looked at the exact breakdown and all of that but it's pretty clear to me hasn't the coaching staff hasn't the i guess luke getsy in this case They've done a pretty good job with using the quote-unquote hot hand say, or distributing could, the football. You could say that, but I think it, it's the, the players themselves have just been stepping up to the challenge, which, which then it looks like that, right? Where you have David Montgomery, started the season, comes out hot, then he gets injured, Khalil Herbert steps up, does well in those instances, and then David Montgomery comes back and says, oh, no, I am that dude. Here's 122 <laughs> yards for your face. <laughs> and just remember, I'm the guy out here. But it, it's tough, right, because you see They're guys, both good running backs. Good running backs. What would you say is, I know we talked about this before, and you told me pass blocking was the number one reason why David Montgomery might be in there a little bit more often than Khalil Herbert, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, I would say Khalil Herbert has not been good at that. Like, that is something, an area in which, he, I think he was better against Washington, actually. Okay. But that his, one of his fortes is not blocking or picking up that like last Matt? guy. Not, not Matt oh, Forte. Okay, okay. Matt Forte on the Bears' sidelines the other night. I did way, see that. Against uh, Washington, yeah. Okay. That was cool. So, so moving forward, will, it, will there ever be a situation? I mean, is, it, is this hot-hand notion one where you can see them actually splitting time and splitting mm. carries, just like some other teams, like, you know, that have two-headed monsters? Yeah, it's not unprecedented. And it, it, if it was going to happen this would be the the tandem to do it. It really feels like that, just because of what I said, that that both, I mean, it's hard to distinguish. The you know the one distinguishing thing was what we were just talking about, at least in my opinion, that Montgomery is a better blocker, probably a little better, well, he is, I think, also pass better in, in pass catching. So I think on the overall, if I'm, like, forced to pick a guy, I'm still on Team Montgomery. But Montgomery is not, like, great, so he's not somebody who can keep Khalil Herbert yeah. off the field. Yeah. Still, and you have to, you, and you have to think about it contract-wise too, because this is the final year of David Montgomery's contract. Herbert's in year two of the four-year rookie deal. So he's so, pretty. You so, got to, you got, you got to, you got to pay the man and play the man. Uh, 
I, I think I would like that idea, but maybe maybe to answer, go come full circle here. You know, you asked who's going to get could could one of them end up getting more carries by the time it's all said and done. The conspiracy theory would say maybe it would be Herbert because they're grooming him. Yeah, of course to, they are. He's, they're developing him too, like all these other are. players, to be the number one running back next year. So David Montgomery, a guy last year who really stepped up into that leadership role, was the vocal leader of the Chicago Bears. Then this season coming in, kind of doing a really great job of saying, hey, I'm not focused on the contract. I'm focused on this team and what I can do to help them out. You're there week in and week out. How does how has his, has his demeanor changed at all? Have you seen him a little soaking more, a little bit more, more business like, or is he just the same kind of David Montgomery you've <laughs> He's seen? The same David Montgomery as in you never know what to expect when he comes up to the podium. <laughs> Sometimes he gets up there and he likes to mess with the media, you know, questioning us on our questions, sure. and giving short answers, or challenge, or you know, giving us the perception that everything we're asking is ridiculous. And, and then there's the serious buttoned up. I'm a leader on this team, David Montgomery. So. Yeah, he, he's, and when the contract thing comes up, he has no choice but to, at least right now, I think, in a practical manner, to, to discuss that. I am sure he thinks about it seven to eight times a day <laughs> in, in actuality, <laughs> but what else is he going to say? And, and, until he wants to, until it's the end of the season, yeah. sort of like Allen Robinson, you know, where when it was time to talk about it, it was time to talk about it. I don't think now is the time for him to talk about it. I mean, it just sucks, right? Because you see a guy like David Montgomery, he's contributed to the squad for the last four years, been somewhat of a workhorse for this Bears team. The, truly the one consistency, consistent thing, for this Bears team has been David Montgomery when he's when he's on the field. You know what you can expect. You haven't complained about the running game over the last several years. It's been the other positions, skill skill positions that you've been looking to. So I feel bad for David Montgomery being in this situation because it's almost as if you know the Bears more than likely are going to move on from David Montgomery. Just be happy that we're seeing an established run game because let's be honest, although it did get better under Bill Lazor's play calling, intermittent play right. calling, we'll just call it, that it got better, but it, it, it was, we were begging for the, like, just just tiny bit of off just, from running game. Right. Even, even hell, even in 2018. Yeah. We're like, what is going on? Run the ball on? on first down, please. Yes, run the football. <laughs> so now this regime, it's, whatever you want to say, in the plus column, they have established a legitimately good running attack. So I guess that, I appreciate that, I guess, is the yeah. best I can tell you. I mean, look, consistent. He's played 16, 15, 13 games, respectively, in the last three years, not including 2022. I mean, he's consistently getting into the end zone. Um, yards per rush hovering right around four. So, And then he, he secures the ball. You know, he's only had uh, one fumble in the last three seasons. So, again, it's somebody that you look to, He's like that, that that quilt on a cold night. You think he's great? Do you think he's a great running no. back? No. Okay. All no. right. I don't think David Montgomery's great. Okay. I think he doesn't have enough 60-yard runs or 40-yard runs. He doesn't have the home run hitting yeah. power. And, and so, yeah. so you know he can make contact. You know he can get you to that 10, 12, if need be, and do it consistently. But is he someone that you're fearful of on the defensive side of the ball that can take over a game? The mm. answer for me is no in that. In right. That you're aware of him. I'm sure the scouting report is – make sure he's down he likes to carry tacklers yeah. he doesn't he's one of these guys who's not going down until oh you know he sees it uh he will grind he's that guy to game plan for but you're right he's not that guy that oh don't let this guy get to the second level because then it's over yeah 
And it'll be interesting to see what the Bears end up doing with David Montgomery. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here at Broken Barrel in Lincoln Park, 2548 Southport. We're going to be here till 10 o'clock enjoying some Miller Light because it is the middle of time. That's why you guys hear all the people in the background, you know? It's like something that you're not used to hearing too often. You, you I get know. a nice little signal, oh, it just kind of happens. Oh. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm listening to the score at 7.33 and there's people. In the, <laughs> what, where are these guys at? It's the bar it's murmur. And it feels like everybody is here. Like they're, like we have room for yeah. you. No, no. But everybody and is And the just, headphones, it sounds like there's a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just very comfortable. Yeah. Very comfortable It feels here. good. Love it. Uh, but again, we are talking beer football. Uh, Emma's here. And we do have Chris Emma. Who He's been walking around here. I don't know where he went. Chris Emma lives in the neighborhood, too. So oh, he's all there. Okay. Yo, there he is. There he is. He's with the score guys. What's up, Emma? In the corner over there. All right. Um, let's go ahead and switch uh, topics for a bit. I mean, we saw uh, a couple of moves happen today for the Chicago Bears, specifically the elevation of Isaiah uh, Coter coming up and taking over Mr. Smith's position. Was it a surprise to you that he's remained on the team that long? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think everybody was surprised. Yeah, for some reason they felt that they needed Amir Smith Marset on the the in the lineup against Washington. It was really weird in like, the what fourth was, quarter. Yeah, and critical plays well, it, during it, critical it, plays. You know, and, and it, I get it. No, Byron Pringle. I want to put that out there because a lot of people are like, "Why is he out there?" Well, there's a guy named Byron Pringle who's not on the who's hurt right now, so you got to put somebody there. Yeah, couldn't figure it out because Equinemia Sam Brown had a lot of time on the sidelines too, just sitting down and helping out. No, no injury or anything like that but they had Amir Smith Marset out there and I guess the situation just finally became untenable like they were going to let it roll but this is this is what Ryan Poles has put together we could all dog Amir Smith Marset and make him the punchline and the punching sure. bag and I think that's what everybody has done but this the wide receivers from the beginning that's all on Ryan Poles and this this is what they put together and I don't know if this is what they thought it would be, if this is exactly what Ryan Poles thought they would be getting, or if he regrets not having gotten more wide receiver depth or legitimacy to the wide receiver. You mentioned Isaiah Coulter. I've, I have liked what I have seen from Isaiah Coulter. In what sense? In, what does in, that mean? I'm talking about, and this is, this is not great, but in camp, okay. <laughs> quite frankly, for, for the last Fair couple enough. of years, he has been pretty present in camp. So I, I actually was a little surprised just my opinion that Isaiah Coulter didn't get the opportunities before Amir Smith-Marset. But that was the Bear scouting. So. Yeah, I mean, a 6'2", 200-pound Isaiah Coulter. I mean, somebody like that who's not 5'11", you would love to just see Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yeah, no, <laughs> and he seems like, like I, again, I don't know that Isaiah Coulter has got that blaze about him either, the home run ability like we were just talking about with the running backs, but he seems like a pro. So, I don't know. Let's let's how, see what happens. Why not? You Mark Grody, how are you? I mean, obviously... Listen, we're talking about polls and the situation he was in, trying to construct this roster in a very short period of time and really trying to overhaul some of the skill position players or positions and really trying to find some, some home runs. And we see it. Equinemia St. Brown, Nikhil Harry, Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle. I mean, guys that are more second-level guys that you're, you're hoping you're hitting a home run on. Do you feel that was the right approach or would you have preferred that he went out and you know, drafted someone in that, that second round. Oh, yeah. No, I, of course, I was very surprised that a wide receiver didn't come off the board in the second or the third round. I mean, And I you was, felt like that would have made a big enough difference? Oh, I don't know if it would have been making a bigger difference, but it would have at least showed some earnestness towards getting those dynamic players, you know, but I, if they didn't see it, 
they didn't see it in that case. But yeah, I, I do. I mean, I was more bring in one of these veteran guys, right. li- like an Allen Robinson type, quite frankly. Not Allen Robinson Who's necessarily. Who's playing out right now. Just uh, kidding. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's going on, man? I don't know. Allen Robinson. That is... It's odd. He's, it, he's having the same year he had in Chicago. It's like it's, he's missing in action. Right, and we all we did with him what we did with Justin Fields last year. We gave him every single excuse yeah. as to, well, he's not on the same page. Well, they're not throwing to him. Well, he's mad about the contract. And, and, everybody's, and everybody in LA was laughing when they got him, and so what's wrong with Allen Robinson? And I watch a lot, of, a lot, of, watch a lot of Rams football, and I think when it comes to their game plan in particular, they're a get the ball out quick type of team. Whether it's to Cooper Cup or yes. you know, so so to Allen Robinson, he's not necessarily creating a ton of space. He's a guy that's like, hey, just throw it to me. I'm always open. I can catch this ball. Oh, of course. And Stafford's had guys like that on his squad in Detroit, <laughs> so it's interesting to see that he's not necessarily taking that approach. With Allen Robinson, that's a great point. That's but, a great point. That's but, the but, way. That's the way Allen Robinson has lived in the NFL, and that's the way Matthew Stafford has lived in the yeah. NFL with huh. his guys. So it's a, it's 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 uh, uh, maybe Cooper Cup is like got a club, and he's like, ah, yeah. we're not ready to yeah, let yeah, Allen yeah, Robinson no, no, no. in. I gotta give the ball to him. He doesn't get the good stuff yet. Let me ask you this, uh, Groats. Out of the out of the four, out of Equinemius, Dante Pettis, Nikhil Harry, and Byron Pringle, who do you feel like? I know as you chuck as you laugh as I <laughs> rattle those names off. Who do you feel is the best of the four? I know, tough question. The hard-hitting questions. Well, we don't know about Nikhil Harry. I think we know about Nikhil Harry. I think we know about Nikhil Harry. Okay. Because here's the reality, right? Okay. We, we, yeah. we, we, thought we knew about Equinemius. We knew about Dante. We knew about Byron. And we hoped for better. And then we got exactly what we knew. So you can only assume that the same will be true for Nikhil Harris. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. With, unless, with that, the outline, unless, unless, you know, because if you go to the craps table or, or the roulette wheel uh-huh. and you bet, you bet black a bunch and then it hits red all the time, eventually it's going to hit black once. Maybe that's oh, Nikhil Harris. Oh, wow. We just went through every possible Statistics. circumstance there. All right. I'll give you a real answer. And we'll, we'll keep that in mind. We'll, we'll go yeah. with... He's probably not going to all of a sudden become <laughs> the first round pick that he was right. when he plays. And by the way, it it is plausible that Nikhil Harry plays against New England. He wants to so bad. The team which drafted him, and yes, he he put that on record with us last week. Yes, he'd like to have his first game back be against the Patriots. That would be fun. It would be, it'd be fun to hear the reaction from everybody. So, but with all of that said, I would say, and he's he's injured now, but Byron Pringle is, I think, is the best out of that bunch. Okay. Yeah. And it sucks that he's not on the. It does. Suck. And he'll he'll be a couple of weeks. I think we'll probably start to see Byron Pringle begin to to ramp up. So yeah, he hasn't been great so far. There's no doubt about it. But I think out of that group. I think once Byron Pringle gets more comfortable in the offense and Justin Fields continues to develop, that that he'll be he'll be the guy out of that bunch, man. Every EQ's t- close, though. I think he's been probably more one of the most consistent ones. He has been, and he was in the little in the, in the small, few small sample sizes. Yeah, we've had so and, far, and that was the plan in, in camp. I could tell you from watching just about every single practice that Equinemius St. Brown it it looked like he was going to be the number two wide receiver on the team. Well. I'm the number two here. He's the number one. Mark Grody, oh, Gabe Ramirez here at the Miller Lite Chop Draft Show at Broken Barrel, 2548 Southport. We're going to be here till 10 o'clock. Uh, make sure you guys come hang out. We've got a couple of scoreheads in the building, some good, good friends of ours here as well, and we want to hang out with you guys. Speaking of good friends, 
one of ours. Chris Emma is going to be hanging out with, with us right after this. We mentioned that Coach Eberflus is doing a ton of evaluation. I know Chris Emma was as well. What does he want to see after this mini buy as the Bears take on the New England Patriots? We'll discuss it on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Broken Barrel on 670 Score. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're back with more of the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Live from the Broken Barrel, 2548 North Southport in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. He said he showed up because of us. And I think it's because of the booze. I think it's because of the Miller Lite, of course. I'm talking about Chris Emma. Chris, what's up, man? How are you doing, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Great to be on a broken barrel. Yeah, you know, you're always, you know, at Hallis. You know, it's good to get you out into the real world sometimes, you know, talking to some people, you know. I know you live nearby, but, you know, being out here with the people is a good thing. This is one of my favorite spots. I mean that. I, I come out here. I was telling Grody, this is my Sunday summer spot. That patio mm. out in the back is the best. And, oh, I get to see my guys, too. What's your favorite thing on the menu? You know, that spicy Nashville sandwich is pretty good. Ooh, my heartburn says no. <laughs> but, but hey, my nine, eyes nine yes. o'clock. I was told 9 o'clock you and I are ordering to oh, go. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we get the to-go order. Oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm here for be, that. I've, I've got another two hours to figure out what I'm going to get. If they put a couple more Miller Lights on this table, then I might. <laughs> you drink for the both of us. Oh, I will. Trust <laughs> well, me. Oh, I know you will. Um, Emma, let's talk about this Bears team. I mean, obviously... They're in this mini buy. There are things that need to happen. In a regular buy, people are always looking to change things up. But in a mini buy, Coach Ibrahim is talking about evaluating this team and seeing where he can improve. What areas do you feel um, are, are the most important for the Chicago Bears team? Well, well, let's start by taking it back to Thursday night. And I think Matt Ibrahim is really kind of taken back by that performance. Like, I don't think he saw them losing that game. I don't think he saw them at two and four. And this mini buy now, this long layoff between the Thursday night game to the Monday night game, gives you a chance to reevaluate everything. And there's some obvious spots. I don't think Bayless Jones is your punt returner anymore moving forward. You'll probably see, I don't know, probably Dante Pettis, maybe Tristan Ebner back in that role. Um, I think you're going to probably see a different look in the offensive line. And, and 
there's not been a lot of consistency from that group. Uh, maybe it's Sam Mustaford bumping out. Maybe Lucas Patrick's more comfortable in that center role. We'll see. I think at some point, not this week, but in the coming weeks, you'll see Alex Leatherwood get a chance at one of those guard positions, and you build it out from there. And then, obviously, at the wide receiver position, uh, probably a week late, getting rid of Amir Smith-Marset. Uh, the consistency <laughs> was not there. The catches were not there. He, he deserved to be waived, and now you get a new opportunity. Isaiah Coulter gets that bump up. But that also means now up the depth chart, that means Nikhil Harry's going to get more of a role. Going back to New England, facing his former team that traded him for that seventh-round pick. Now an opportunity for another guy that the Bears really believe in. Yeah, well, so the, the great hopes for the Bears right now are Nikhil Harry and Isaiah Coulter, who's been very present in the Gosh, guys, this sounds bad. I'm looking at you too, and I'm like, no, oh, my God. I, I, and, I, and I'm not dwelling on it anymore because I actually wanted to pinpoint or zero in a little bit more on the offensive line. Emma, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, the plan all along has been to have Lucas Patrick be the center, right? That's no once once Cody Whitehair is healthy and and they deem that not only is Lucas Patrick's hand and thumb okay completely to block, but you know, there might be just a little bit left to where they're not comfortable with him actually being the center right now. That's going to happen, right? You think so, right? They they signed him to be to be the center. Like Sam Mustafer got that opportunity after Patrick suffered the injury in July and Look, Patrick has not really played well at the guard position. I don't know. Maybe he does fit in better at center. Maybe that's his more natural role, even though he's played guard more in his career. They, they like Sam Mustafer. I know he's taken a lot of heat from this fan base, and people are frustrated and sick of seeing the inconsistencies, but they like the intelligence he brings to that position, what he can do as that caddy for Justin Fields. You need better consistency all around. I, I like what Matt Eberfuss said today. Asked about that protection unit, said, look, Pass blocking is everybody. It's not just the old line. It's the tight ends, it's the receivers, and it's the quarterback. That last part is important. That was Eberflus pointing to Justin Fields and holding onto the ball too long at times. That's where you need to get that better rhythm. Yes, he needs to develop a better chemistry and a better trust in that pass protection, even if he probably shouldn't have a lot of trust in that. But also, he needs to be making those decisions the right way and getting that ball out on time within the rhythm of a play. We're talking to Chris Emma here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez along with Mark Grody. We're at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Broken Barrel, 2548 Southport. Going to be here until 10 o'clock. Chris, you know, we're talking about this offensive line, and it seems as though they have like this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of personality to them, right? The run game's going really well, but then everyone complains about their pass protection. Overall, what would your assessment of the Bears' offensive line be? Yeah, you hit it exactly. This is really a strong run-blocking unit that's not been able to pass protect. And, and see, that's probably where you realign this configuration. You find a little bit of both. Like, Tevin Jenkins is a prime example of that. He's been a baller as a run-blocker at times. There are so many times, as you see that tape and you watch a run, whether it's a, a big run like Khalil Herbert's had or even just a short five, six, seven-yard game where Tevin Jenkins is getting downfield drive blocking guys and getting to that next level but he's even admitted to it i've asked him this myself he said it's about developing the repetition and the consistency as a pass blocker and he's admitted that's kind of come slowly for him that's something he's still working on he, he's been a mauler throughout his career that's not surprising to see that but he's talked about the biggest thing for him now is getting that right balance making sure he's not leaning too far where he's going to get beat or he's falling backwards and going to get thrown backwards the other way He's still developing the timing and the rhythm of his role. You can probably say that for a lot of these guys on the offensive line. 
That consistency's not been there right now. They're still trying to work out what they have with that unit. So I'm really curious to see when we get to practice back, Mark, you and I on Thursday, what that O-line's going to look like and what their plan is moving forward. So we're going to learn a lot about how they feel about some of these guys and what their plan is moving forward. And we'll get to hear from uh, Justin Fields on Thursday. And I thought it was interesting, or, and, and maybe it's just something Matt Eberflus just likes to say. When, when he is asked to evaluate and critique Justin Fields, the question of what does Justin Fields have to do better, and the first thing he always says is footwork. It's always the footwork, and Gabe correctly earlier when I brought that up said, didn't that get taken care of? I, I thought somebody said that that, that got handled. Didn't he, didn't he go to some nightclub and practice his Chicago footwork <laughs> somewhere? No, that hasn't happened yes. yet? Okay. Slide to the left. But, Slide to the right. <laughs> and I am not an expert enough to know how long it takes for a quarterback to get footwork right. But are we at the point where we should start worrying about that since that's the first thing he mentioned again about Justin Fields? Nah, Mark, I, I think you and I have heard it a lot from Flus. He, he kind of leans back on certain things. He keeps coming back to saying he likes to say certain things. I don't know if that's really the pressing point. Uh, okay. I, I think their bigger issue right now with Justin Fields is about sometimes holding on to the ball too long, sometimes rushing those decisions, and really getting that internal clock where it needs to be. So the footwork thing, just just before you go on with that, the, the footwork thing is just sort of that's just Eberflus. Like it's an easy thing to say, yeah, and I mean, they won't know any you gotta better. Got to point to something, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. point to something. So, so okay, I mean, but that that's what you meant because that's what I had thought too. That yeah, maybe he's not being completely earnest when he says that. Probably not. I, I, I think the bigger thing for Fields, think about some of those throws and some of those plays he made against the Vikings a week and a half ago now. How just in sync he was with that offense where he's able to hit guys in stride, lead receivers. You saw a lot of this is a new development for Justin Fields is leading receivers away from defenders. And that think about that it was a miss to Mooney, but he saw that corner on Mooney's left shoulder, threw it to his right shoulder different little timing developments within a play where he knows, okay, one disappear, here's one progression, two progression, like the ability to go through his reads and understand what's being presented to him, uh, not feeling those ghosts, whether they're there or not, feel, not feeling that pressure and making the time. Maybe you have to stand in there an extra second, maybe you have to take a hit you don't want to take, but for Justin Fields, it's about playing within the rhythm of the offense, and if it's not there, then you run. Then you try to make a play with his feet. Far too often in Justin Fields' first time he starts the season, We've seen him tuck that ball away and try to run while there's something there. Uh, we've seen him turn down opportunities in the passing game, try to make a play in the running game. That's when defenses start cheating in. That's when you start getting in trouble, and we've not seen that consistency. It's totally unfortunate. Talking to Chris Emma here on 670 to score. Before I uh, let you go, last question I have for you, and it is about that man you were just speaking of, Justin Fields. In your opinion, is Justin Fields getting better? I think so. Yeah, okay. you're not. You might not see it with these lights out performance you want, right? I, I, we certainly haven't so far. I just want a mediocre. I just want a couple mediocre performances put together. It, <laughs> what did you just say? It's, <laughs> please. The, the That's good, the ceiling for him right now. You've seen yeah. the flashes of spectacular, right? You've seen some of the bits of greatness that you hope from a number eleven overall pick. Right now, it's about hitting those layups. It's about setting that foundation within the rhythm of this offense and what Luke Getzey's presenting for him, understanding what defenses are showing and making plays from there. That's when you can make those big plays with your feet. That's when you can hit those deep balls like we've seen that throw to Pettis on Thursday in particular. Fantastic. Like, you're starting to see the development of fields throughout the course of this offense. And look, we, we have to curve this grade a little bit. He doesn't have the personnel around him. We know this. It's been talked about. You also still have to be honest about what you're seeing from Fields. 
Like, if he hits that throw to Griffin, uh, that's a throw you got to hit. That's a layup that he missed. That's the difference in the game. Uh, again, on the other side, that throw to Pettis. Like, you balance what you have. It's still a mixed bag right now. I think big picture, you're seeing him get better. You might not see, you know, the lights out performances you want this season. Uh, but ideally, you come out of this year feeling good about what you have at quarterback. I think you're bringing up, bringing up a great no, point. No, go ahead. No, no. No. I was just going to say... I was just going to say that Chris Emma is the king of Southport, but you guys were continuing <laughs> to talk football. Now you can see why I did not want I thought to you guys take were that like, next question. I thought you guys were, you know, just neck and neck no, in that whole no, situation. No, no, I thought we were letting him go, uh, so I wanted to give all his propers and uh, say nice things let's about do that. him. Chris, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. We appreciate you. Uh, guys, you're the best. I'm glad uh, glad you had me out, and I uh, enjoy Broken Barrel. Let's take a shot in a second, and we're going to go to this commercial <laughs> break on the other side. Just you and I, Chris, you and I. All right. Uh, Chris Emma right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez along with Mark Grody. We are here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Broken Barrel, 2548 Southport Avenue. We're going to be here until 10, hanging out with you guys. And on the other side, you know, we did hear that they have some good food here. And I know that, you know, coming up after this, we're going to be talking to Grody's gut. And it's not, it has nothing to do with these wings or the Nashville hot sandwich that Chris Emma was talking about. We're going to see what Grody's gut has to say about some hard-hitting questions. Oh, uh, yeah. Some, some, some Jose Abreu, some Chicago Bears, and, of course, some Chicago Bulls questions. Uh, we'll see what Grody's gut has to say on the other side. Make sure you guys are here for it again. We are here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Broken Barrel. Make sure you guys come out. We're here at 10 o'clock where it is Miller time on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 